0: Star Trek Podcast, my ladies, where we're talking about Star Trek lovely and at great length, Welcome to episode two, nope, (laughs) season two, episode 17, (laughs) a piece of the action. I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Ari.
1: I, I don't have a funny voice,
0: but hi. And Kim. Hello. And our studio audience gathered here today, Trisha. (laughs)
2: Up,
0: <laughs> I am your host Corinne, and welcome to the greatest episode of Star Trek original series ever made. You're
1: you gonna do that for
0: like? I was considering okay. it, but it's really like takes a lot out of a person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, this episode is a piece of the action, aka President Capone, which was the working pitch for this, uh, aka Forget
2: about it. <laughs> if they had called it Forget about it, I may have been more into it. How are you not into this? This is like a classic
0: visual of Star Trek is Star Trek goes 1920s gangster style in Chicago.
2: I would have been more into it if anything had actually happened.
0: Alright, so Kim's going to have to leave this episode (laughs) because I am not interested in hearing anything bad about this whatsoever. The visual of Kirk in his captain gear running around the paramount lot with a Tommy gun
2: tripping over apple (laughs) barrels is possibly, like, my moment of zen. I will admit that, like, the visuals of this are completely classic and, like, Kirk in his, like Mm, double-breasted pinstripes with his feet mm, up on the desk. mm. Um, I would like a piece of that (laughs) action. Canada Post this year is doing a whole, like, Star Trek 50th or 60th anniversary thing, and they've released, they have a whole bunch of stamps and everything, but they've done this beautiful set of postcards for a bunch of the different episodes, and one of them is a piece of the action, and that's, like, the central image on the postcard is Kurt kicked back to his desk with the, the legs up. I maybe bought the postcard set... And I maybe definitely mailed you guys one, but not the piece of the action one.
1: You did. You sent us the Mirrorverse one. I did. Kim, I always want a piece of the action. It's in a place of pride in our refrigerator.
2: That is too true.
0: This is, this and Trouble with Tribbles is one of the original series, one of two of the original series that was actually pitched as a comedy. It's not supposed to be serious, although I feel like there's a weird message about like gun
2: violence here. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I this one I didn't think it was as nearly as funny as Trouble with Tribbles. That's that's it's to disagree. It had its moments of hilarity, but it wasn't. I didn't find it as naturally amusing as Trouble with Tribbles. I felt the humor was more forced, like Star Trek humor usually is. I think it's
1: just different kinds of humor. Like the Trouble with Tribbles is soft, fluffy, wonderful, universal humor, whereas this is like a more like specific kind of humor.
0: Yeah, it's your but Kim doesn't appreciate it's your duck out of water type Mm. situation
2: i love the bits with kirk driving the car
1: i love kirk
0: calling everyone sweetheart
2: the kirk driving the car was Mm. the funniest part of this episode and then spock being like i'm not getting back in that car with you (laughs) that was
1: amazing (laughs) yeah also kirk calling up the enterprise really really in character and the enterprise going i don't know what the fuck he just said could someone look that up in the dictionary please I enjoy that. I also love how Kirk really seemed to get into it. Oh, he really did. Like, not so much at first, but when he was like, okay, fuck it, I gotta do this, there's no other choice. Okay, objection! Mm. How is there no other option than to become the boss of bosses? I'm not saying it was true, I'm saying that was the decision that he made.
0: Well, the computer cannot come up with any other better solution, so... God. We become mobsters. Not just mobsters, we become the best mobsters. The most powerful
1: mobsters. Yeah. In the universe. They
0: essentially Genghis Khan it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yup. Which
2: I was into. And
0: I <laughs> so
1: was not surprised about both of those things.
2: I will say that this episode was really thematically relevant to all of our lives, it everybody was. in this room. Because, mm-hmm. like, we just went to a 1920s themed murder mystery party. Which was Where Kareen was Al Capone. Yep. I killed two people.
0: Was it only two? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only two. Uh, one of them I was contracted to, and one of them I did because I felt like it.
2: (laughs) And the thing that I loved about that was like, Kareen ended up as the boss of bosses at the end of that. Like, (laughs) you were Kirk essentially. (laughs) Now you know why I really connect with
0: him. Mm, It's true. So this episode starts that they're going to this planet whose name I do not care for.
3: Whatever.
0: Good enough, and they're they're gonna go check things out because apparently someone done screwed up last oh. time they were there a century ago. So the Horizon, another ship, uh, came in, and this was before they had the what do they call so non-interference. Yeah. <laughs> so this means that there was a certain point of time when Starship just like. Came in, screwed everything up, and, and then they left. They mm-hmm. apparently actually... Much like they do the entirety of original series. Yeah, and yep. they were,
1: the, the Horizon was lost. They show off in Enterprise. Yeah.
0: Yes. The Horizon? horizon? Really? Yes. Yeah. Where? Uh, in an episode of Enterprise that I've never seen. And someone has the book.
1: Yeah,
2: Really? I remember that yes. being mentioned. What season was that in? Enterprise. how yes, would we know that?
1: You're going to have to look it up later.
2: You read the Memory Alpha article, I'm assuming. Here's the deal, Kim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have never watched an episode of Enterprise, so they're all just, like, one mysterious thing that may or may
2: not have happened. Alright.
0: Okay, maybe I do remember the book showing up. I think the episode is actually called Horizon.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, the Horizon visited this planet a century ago, so around the time of the Romulan Wars. Um, and was lost in the meantime. But before they were lost, they sent a message back to Earth via conventional radio, so it took a century to reach them. Yeah. Um, that they'd found this planet, and they um, may have fucked up. I I love, it, it begins with, they're like, okay, we're here,
0: we're here, and then Uhura's like, okay, I'm plugging you into the guy called Ox Mix?
2: Ox Mix. Ox Mix. I don't know how it was spelled, it was spelled something different L-X-M-Y-X. on the thing. I spelled it O-X-M-I-X.
0: Yes, thank That's you. Fair. I have Oxmix. Like Meow mix. Three question marks. Bella Oxmix. <laughs> Bella Oxmix, which sounds like the really bad Twilight band. So we all wrote when we were 12. <laughs> Here's 12? the
1: thing about Iosha is that there were, I, I wanted there to be more like a little bit of like, because they had alien sounding names, the two people who were given names. And the planet had, like, a non Englishy sounding name, at least to a point. But that was all of their er, previous culture that we got a single hint of, and I just wanted a little bit more sort of peeking through the cracks. Well, you
2: can't have it, because yeah. they're imitative. Yeah. yeah, that was the only thing that got me, is that they were so, like, so exactly lovely. the 1920s yeah. on Earth. But I think that's just
1: laziness. Yeah. No,
0: to be fair, other cultures have taken a book and cleaved
1: their way of life to it exactly, So I don't think that that's out of the question. Well, then they shouldn't have been called Bella Oxmix. They should have been called Alhisha. His name should have been Al Capone. We're not to say say that there are other Oxmixes walking this earth. We don't know that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: We Uh, don't.
2: We don't.
0: But my favorite part of it is that Ahura says, okay, Oxmix is on the phone. And before he sits down, Kirk is like, okay, Oxmix. Oxmix.
1: Hello, Mr. Oxmix. Like you yeah. would practice it. <laughs> I think he does it every time they go to an alien planet and then he's trying to talk to someone. I mean that's actually really strangely responsible of him. Okay, let's not cause a diplomatic incident by mispronouncing someone's name. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> it I, I really like that. I thought it was really humanizing, really <laughs> natural. Uh He's so likable, guys. He really has like, episode, like yeah. beautiful smiles. He's leering over shoulders. He's like doing his sides for checkoff. Oh,
1: I love him so much in this episode. Sure. So unlike <sighs> usual. Fine. Whatever. So <laughs> the people on the other, person on the other end of the line, very pre warp civilization, does not seem 100% clear on, you know, space. At all. Well, they ask, like, what are the coordinates for us to be down? It's like, ah, there's a yellow uh, fire plug somewhere on in this intersection.
0: And Curtis like, can't
1: deal. Well, he doesn't, like, ask questions. He's like, just hang on a second. He's like, can you science that out in terms that the transporter can actually understand to some minion standing in the corner? mm mm Because why try to explain? No, but I would like an explanation because they're beaming down at those planets to see if they
2: can fix the damage done by the horizon. Well, I think they're not entirely sure if there's been any damage done by the horizon. Oh, I feel like they know that something has done gone wrong there. Yeah. I- yeah, I don't understand the whole this culture is very imitative thing. So isn't it like... Every single time they meet someone new, they completely rewrite completely their culture. We've all known people how do
1: you like know that. If the only If the only time we've ever met them before is the time that we fucked them up and made them imitate us. Like how do you, how do you know that? Well that that, that was in
0: the report from The Horizon saying yeah. these guys are really they cleave on to stuff pretty fast. We've all known people like that. The people who are in Ireland for like a day and suddenly start speaking with an Irish accent. Mm. Yeah. I've never
2: been to Ireland. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, thank you for that bit of relevant information, Kim. Uh, McCoy has a really good point where it's like, great, now
1: we're going back to recontaminate them. Yeah. I think that you guys probably should have just fucking stayed on your ship and brought them up here.
2: I did enjoy Spock, or not Spock, Kirk grabbing Spock and Bones by the arms and dragging them into the turbolift like, we're
1: going on an away mission. Yep. Why us? Why not anyone else? Why the doctor at all? We pay you the most.
0: Fair point. I guess managers kind of have
2: to take responsibility for the errors of their underlings. So. I was a writer when I was saying that. Oh. The actors get paid the most, so they have to star in everything. Oh.
1: Here I was So, to logic that out. on the surface no. of the planet, it is... Oh, the uh, Paramount Lot, The guys. Paramount Lot. Mm-hmm. And I think they just grabbed every costume they could out of the costume box labeled pre-1960 and just slapped it on extras. There was color! There was color, plus I saw, like, four different eras of dresses on female extras in the back. I'm like, oh, that one's 20s, that one's definitely 50s. That's 40-something... There was a hot pink dress mm-hmm. that I think we all saw. Mm-hmm. Yep. The drop-waisted thing? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, and Which I think it, was a 1960s style that existed that mimicked the 20s. It was very strange. It was cute. Everyone
0: looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Even oh, yeah. the prostitutes. Oh, yeah. The costumes yeah.
1: were great. They like, were everybody great. looked yeah. great. They made and, no uh, sense,
2: era-wise, but they looked great. The only thing I was not a huge fan of was when at the end of the... The episode when we start getting a bunch of close-ups of Kirk wearing that hat, and you see it's like a felt yes. nightmare.
0: Yes, it is a yeah, it is an atrocity.
2: I would have preferred him in one of those straw boaters or a yes. proper wool one. Yeah, uh,
0: Although, no, no, I I would have chosen anything but that. It looks like a pimp hat, like from a pimp hat costume it labeled "pimp hat" in a Halloween store. Yeah, but
2: you no, know, everything else was great costume-wise. I love all the like the. Like, Double breasted pinstripes and mm-hmm. all the great polka dot ties, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. It was good costumes.
0: The other thing that you notice is that
2: everyone has a machine gun. Like, they are going out of style. And all of the ladies were wearing guns strapped to themselves at some point. There was somebody who was wearing like a belt with a gun. Somebody reached up her skirt and pulled a gun out.
1: <laughs> yeah, they weren't all machine guns. Some of them were like tasteful, lady guns. The ladies weapons.
2: had hand, like tasteful handguns.
0: Everyone
1: was packing. Yeah. The prostitutes definitely had Tommy guns, though. Good for them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, everyone has got a firearm like they're storing their house keys inside of them. It's so it's Maybe like they're. America It's like America. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that topical humor too. No problem. So uh, their reception party is a bunch of gangsters. Oh yeah, BT dubs, it's an ambush.
1: <sighs> well everyone, everyone is, like
0: is. You No, know,
2: and this is where we get the first of many times in this episode where Kirk and Co. are intercepted disarmed, and escorted to the boss.
1: Where else are you going to go, Kim?
2: It happens like 90 trillion
1: times in this episode. Yeah, there was a lot of kidnapping. I think four that I counted? Back and forth and back and forth. No, I didn't really care that much. No. No. Uh,
0: the only thing that I like about this exchange, essentially this is the first of many times that they're going to be kidnapped and taken to see the boss, and McCoy keeps going, what's going on? And someone says... I don't
2: believe your baby
0: blue eyes.
2: <laughs> that was it's great. Like, oh, yeah. What are, are you th- talking about? I don't. Okay, here's the thing that I don't understand though is why. Because they're taking them to Oxmix. Yes. What, they were coming to meet Oxmix anyway. Why do they need to be, quote unquote, kidnapped?
0: I think it's a show of force. Yeah. So that when they make the offer that they can't refuse but they will refuse anyways, is aliens. that they feel like intimidated and at a disadvantage. So, mm-hmm. as a negotiating it technique, it is. A strong first move. I hated all the kidnapping. Just look inside your inner Slytherin, Kim. Imagine yourself in this world.
2: Yeah, and if I had a planned meeting with somebody, I would come down and see what they had to offer before I started waving my force around. It's a much better strategic move to see what the other person's hand is before you start waving your big guns
1: around. Yes, Kim, but this is Chicago in the 1930s on an alien planet. Or you could, like, threaten them and see what they really have on the table. I also really like that as they're being escorted to the (laughs) boss, Bones is like, Well, yep, pretty fucking contaminated. There's also a drive-by shooting where conservatively hundreds of people are dead. (laughs)
0: Yes. At least one for sure. The whole street is gunned down and everyone's like, ugh, Tuesdays.
1: Yeah. Uh, They also get sort of waylaid by the the two ladies of the night with their giant machine guns. We're like, we pay our... They don't use the word taxes, but they're like mob taxes. They're cut. They're cut. Yes. Our laundry hasn't been picked up. What the hell's going on? Also... Can I get a piece of that action? Because if the mob, if I pay them
0: a little bit, they do my laundry and fix the streetlights, that seems like a pretty sweet deal. That's government.
2: <laughs> I would be down for the door to door laundry service. Yeah.
0: Agreed, right? Yeah. It seemed like, you know, Ma Tail had things under control.
2: Yeah. Oxmix.
0: Ugh, I'm going with Oxtail. This is speak. how I write it down every Miamix? time. is fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair enough. But also, those ladies slink. Yeah.
3: They were nice. very slinky. Oh my gosh. They
0: slink yes. their way around the one gangster like they are like, I don't even know. You know those weird, what are those things that bounce downstairs? Slinkies.
1: No, they made me think of Ursula and her and her tentacles oh, Just yeah. starts, like touching people under the chin. They like twirl around the yeah. machine guns. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so we meet the boss and it's uh,
0: a... I'm going to interrupt you yeah. there. Because they're like, the the gangsters are like, eh, make a petition. And Kirk is like, is that how your world operates? A petition? How gauche! (laughs) I was like, what? Why are you so aghast at the idea of a petition? Because he grew up in a
1: socialist utopia.
0: In a socialist utopia, you will still have petitions. Yeah, but
1: mostly the... I think he's talking about, like, your basic civil services not working unless you, like write angry letters to people probably never comes up on uh, 20 I'm sure 30th. it does
0: because human beings continue to be human beings for the rest of humanity. Key seems like someone just like pissed in his shoes. Petition!
3: Petition!
1: And welcome to Petition Talk with Kareem. <laughs> anyway um we meet the boss and he's an older dude playing pool his office oh my god
2: yes his office is great
0: his office has framed tommy guns
1: as yep. far as the eye can also see. a lovely ornamental lady sitting yeah, on his I desk say, he also has a decorative mall yeah he's not <laughs> the only one the other guy has one too i think yep. all the bosses probably have one everyone yeah. thing,
0: their job the is to things.
1: sit on his desk chew bubble gum chew bubble gum and never speak no yeah, never no. speak no yeah.
0: they, they do not speak they're also color coordinated which i really yeah, appreciate with, the,
1: with their boss's office yes yeah yeah
0: they, all, they are also packing. I mean, they've got that going on. They do. The,
2: the girl from the other boss has got, she's got, a, like, a brown belt that goes right under her cleavage. She's got a gun attached to her side. I kind of get the impression and it's just, like, making sure you have shoes on. And the girl in red, I think at one point when they're being disarmed for, like, the nine she's bloody, like, of the time, pulls one from, like, under her dress somewhere. She, she, she
1: definitely, definitely has, like, a huge holster. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you see what she's sitting at? It's, like, right under her
2: skirt. Yeah. There's also a pool table in his office, so really this guy is living the dream.
3: Uh The thing that
2: I loved about this scene is he's behind his desk doing whatever, and then he realizes that Kirk and company are just about to walk into the room, so he gets up and practically sprints over to the (laughs) pool table so he can look like he's just relaxing and playing a game of pool and not waiting for them, and it's of no consequence because he's doing this other thing. That was like one of my favorite details from this. It's great. Everyone is putting on a giant facade...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which is weird. Like, do they really believe that they are gangsters and that's most the boor- most important thing? Or are they just imitating the book and they think that's how they're supposed to behave by well, killing each other? It, they treat
1: it like the Bible. Because he said, uh, at <laughs> least once, the other boss, whose name I forget. Cracko. Crackhead. Like, Krakow. Sure. Um The book tells us how to do things. So it's like, yeah, they're taking, like, they're imitating the book exactly.
2: That's the other thing, is I feel like the book did not go into quite this much detail.
0: Must have been a hell of a book. It's a very big book. That's true. It's also in, like, white vellum with dyed red pages, but yep. it looks 100% like a Bible. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, and it definitely they, does. They both have a copy of it, so, like, this it is a book that's, like, mosquitoes. circulated and passed around. Yeah. The thing that got me about the whole cultural thing is that it's been at least three generations, because it's been, like, a 100 years, so yeah. if yes. you have at least three generations removed, and it's I don't know, it just, it was all so form-perfect, and I would have liked to see more yeah. of, like, what was their culture like before this? Yeah, I wanted just, to like, know that. They didn't just, like, up and toss everything? Oh, uh, that drove me nuts. It was a bit manufactured. I
0: respectfully disagree with both of you. But that's fine. So, the
1: Kirk and Co. show up, and he's like, hey, I'm the boss! So and Kirk's like, of
0: like, what? Yeah.
1: It's like, oh, of well, my no. territory, and I've got the biggest in the world! At which point they start talking about punks, which I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> because <laughs> would, of what punk meant in the 1920s. I was imagining, like, Johnny Rodden and, like, <laughs> all of the punkity punk 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 showing up. And, like, damn that. Well, actually, punk was often used as slang in that era for homosexual. So there's that, too. Is it derivative of the word spunk? I have no idea. Oh, that's awful. Really? Yeah. I have never heard that yeah. ever.
0: Well, we also don't live in the
2: 1920s. No, yeah, so but I think... We, like, have, we have that going for us. Yeah. That
1: seems really weird that I've never, ever heard that.
2: There are a lot of words.
1: Um, yeah, so Spock finds the book, which is, like, set up on a lectern. <laughs> like, Chicago mobs of the 1920s. Yeah.
2: So. But- I, what is in that book? Is it just like a, a listing of all the different mobs? I have which just no like no idea. If it's just like a like a list of like this was this mob and this was who was in it and these were their crimes. How did they get all the fashion and the cars and the color palettes and the gun styling? Maybe somebody rewrote a history book like The Prince
0: directions I, no i think it was a history book yeah with probably. pictures in it and they just kind of took that the part that really bothers me is that kirk flips to the middle of the book and it's like oh it says here it was published in 1992 yeah.
1: <laughs> <I'm> Like <laughs> where God, do you see that damn you
0: that information is not contained in the middle Whoa. of the book damn you damn you shatner also, you should know better additional question
1: yes why the fuck was the horizon carrying that
0: so, according to the episode of Enterprise that I'm never going to see, when excuse
2: you, nah. we are going to watch it for this podcast. If I'm still ha- alive, if Hopefully I, have to- I will be dead. <laughs> if I have to sit through all of our original series, you two are sitting through Enterprise. <laughs> These
1: two things are not directly. Complex. Yes, we'll they are. Cream. Carry on. I hope I will be dead.
0: Anyways, one of the crewmen has it as like a book that he is reading, which leads me to believe it's like a popular history book.
1: Oh. Yeah, just like a pop like, he was interested in it. In that case, I am now really fascinated to know what the dust jacket looked like. Ooh, agreed. Was it a paperback or a hardcover? I, well, it's clearly hardcover, but, I mean, it's hilariously large. But assume that it wasn't. If mm. you would like to pause, Enterprises on Netflix and we can no, go check. No, no, we're good.
0: We <laughs> no. are so, so good. They apparently also left other books, but they weren't as interested in those ones. Well, they taught them how to make radios, and then they stopped looking. Which, fair. Mm-hmm. As, as far as, like, general interest goes, I would rather read about the mobsters than how to make a radio. And around
1: here, when they're looking at the book, is where I realized that this is nineteen, this is the late 1960s, and for them, the era in which this took place is, like, 40, 45 years ago. Holy
2: right? crap! Right? Right? Yeah. Men would still be wearing suits on a regular basis and hats... Everywhere they went and But so, ideally
0: like, not shooting each other in the streets.
2: No, ideally.
1: But yeah. Huh. That's bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. Really crazy. It's like going back to when our parents were kids. when my parents to, like, were kids. To the 70s. Yeah. For us. Ooh. Right? Ooh. I mean, for the actors, for the characters, of course, it's like 300 years. That's true. So,
0: Oxtail starts giving his pitch, which is essentially, you give me the heaters, so your phasers. I will kill everyone else, and then I will be boss of this place, and wouldn't it be nice if
2: (laughs) I were boss? Um, Then you can just deal with me. My favorite little detail from this is that the Federation becomes the Feds. Yes! Yes!
0: I like that as a detail. It's also like, you got eight hours to think about it, where we have our ticking clock uh, to figure this out. Otherwise, I'm just going to, you know, kill you all. And here's where Kirk shows that he is 100% not a Slytherin and not a Ravenclaw, is that Oxtail looks at the phasers and he's like, I wonder how this works. And Kirk's like, stop. It will knock out a side of a building.
1: Why would you give that information away for free? Well, I guess you'd have to weigh uh, giving them information versus them actually hitting the button by accident and blowing you all to death. And
2: there would be your distractions; so you could jump them and take them away.
0: Assuming
1: they didn't shoot you.
2: The other thing that gets me is, I mean, maybe they do, but we never see on screen that they actually test the phasers. They're just like, hey, awesome! It's a cool gun. Haven't seen one at do- does, but give me a hundred of them. I I am <laughs> going to
0: assume that they just think it's too dangerous because they keep asking for people to show them how to how to yeah, use. Yeah, they're not them.
1: they're not stupid. Like they're very smart if they manage to like build radios and create them into their entire culture just from instructions in a book and also create like jazz music and internal combustion engines. And electricity. And, and Cadillacs. Oil. Yeah, because it says that when the Horizon found them, they were early industrial. So they jumped real fast. So they went from, like,
2: Victorians to 1920s mobsters.
0: Much in the same way that, I guess, regular humans did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kirk says, don't do that, giving away everything. Yeah. And then they're like, and what about this communicator? And Kirk is like, no, you're not tricking me again. I won't tell you nothing.
2: Nothing. And again, for the first time of many, they get taken away and instead of being immediately executed. They just get locked in a room for a little
1: okay, while. It's a time, warehouse. This time it makes sense because they still want to use them to like, exert pressure on the Enterprise. Because the first thing that Meowmix does is call the Enterprise and say, "I've got your guys. Send me down the weapons, or I'm going to kill them." <laughs> and Scotty's like, "I don't understand a single word you're saying."
2: That was my I, favorite part of Scotty's reactions. Yeah, reaction, so yeah he's like, like, "So do you
1: understand?" Uh, okay? <laughs> well, what he literally says, because Meow Mix gives him this long list of demands in 1920s Mobster Ease, he says, you got that? Uh, I don't know. That's fair. I has to hang up and look it up. It's, so back in the warehouse, they're all
0: discussing, like, well, we, should we do a thing? And Spock's like, well, the society's gonna fall into anarchy, which, maybe yes, maybe no, Spock. Maybe yes, maybe no. But Kirk is like, "Gosh darn it, we have to fix this because it was our people who fucked
1: it up." How are you going to fix this? And again, should you interfere? Technically, I think I think Earth interfered enough. Well, they've already interfered, so I think they're sort of working on the basis if it doesn't apply. That's the to talk about it from like a serious
2: plot no, direction. No, Kim. Is that's the other thing that doesn't make any sense. Is like, what are we have no indication of what they're going back to if they're going to try and quote unquote. Fix this. What are you fixing it to? I think that
0: their idea would be them not shooting at each other in drive-bys and Motorola's as a method of resolving minor like yeah. civil disputes. Is that they they th- there has to be government, yeah, that it's-
1: is not based on mass violence. Mm-hmm. Do we know that that existed before? They have some records of them from the horizon. They don't give us a lot of detail, but I just sort of assume that it's like, well, they were less, like, technologically advanced, but they also weren't, you know, Chicago in the 1920s, which was a hellscape, to be fair. And, like, they did, I mean, not them personally, but it was, like, it was humans who caused this. So I understand them feeling a responsibility to sort of at least arrest the downfall.
0: I don't know. The film Chicago would lead me to believe that it was a great time.
1: Except... For all the ways that it was not in any way great. Okay, so is Kirk more like a Velma or a Roxy?
3: Trisha? Ooh. I think he would be a Velma. Really? How come? State your other. Because Velma's very, like, she knows what she wants. She's going to go do it. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing's going to stand in her way. Well, Roxy's... Suffering from some sort of psychosis where she daydreams a lot of, like, Musical. scanty-clad ladies and musicals. Yeah. And starry-eyed and kind of dumb. She also, yeah.
1: in her in her weird, you know, delusional state, is a lot more ruthless than Velma. Like, to the point, like, I will take everyone down with me to get what I want. I don't really think Kirk falls into that mold most of the time. Hmm. I agree with Trisha. Kim? I have seen Chicago
2: once. I remember nothing. <laughs> Kim of Staines. Kim of Hmm. Hmm. Karina, are you going to take your normal position of being opposite of everybody else?
0: I'm considering it. Like, right now I'm having a hard time giving over just the sheer aesthetic angle of that I would really like Spock to be Velma,
3: and then Kirk to be Roxy. See... You have to look past the hair, though. (laughs) I'm
0: having a hard time doing it. Velma is very logical in that she is going to get off this murder charge. And Roxy is just going to damn well charm her way through it. Because she's always been lucky. And how could you convict her of a murder? She's so her. Which I think Kirk would have the same
1: approach to. Hmm. He does end up in prison in one of the movies. Like, sexily, though? No, it's a horrible ice prison. Or Hmm. he's both. A combination of the two. Maybe Mm -hmm. we're all a combination of the two.
0: Except. Okay. Compromise.
3: Well, it also goes back to that time where, like, what was the beauty standard for ladies back in the day? Are you a Marilyn or are you a Jackie? No. It's essentially you are the same. You are both. You are the vixen, you are the virgin. Like. Ah,
1: the virgin whore dichotomy. We hardly (laughs) talked about that in like five or six episodes. To be fair, there are two women and they do not talk. No. At all. So I just think that he's
0: probably both. Nice aside. I enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, Afterwards, we have to think about which musical number best encapsulates both characters. (laughs) Ponder it. We'll come back to you, Trisha. Our resident Chicago expert. (laughs) So Kirk uh, gambles his way out of the situation by making up a magical game called fizz bin. Wait,
2: you're forgetting a bit. Am I? Yes, you're forgetting the part where Spock says he needs to get to the sociological computer to solve the problem. The sociological. I did
0: skip over that, Kim, because it is solid bullshit.
2: Yes, which is why I need to talk about it, mm. because it's bullshit. What the fuck is a sociological computer? <laughs> That's a good question.
0: It's a computer with a sociology degree. <laughs> So even less useful than a real sociologist. Okay,
2: but here's the deal with the sociological
0: computer, (laughs) is that when they get back, and yeah, I'm skipping ahead, I don't care, because all that's going to happen in the meantime is they're going to get kidnapped in 11 billion times, is that they run this situation through the sociological computer to see if there is a solution to, heavy quotation marks, bold italics, fix this society. And the computer's like, no. (laughs)
1: Well, what Spock says is, this has never fucking happened before. So there's no example to work from. Which, I find that difficult to believe, given how willy-nilly early starships seem to be with first contact situations. Also
2: that there are space Nazis. Yeah.
1: Okay, so
2: that was my aside about the sociological computer. You can go back. Okay, Fucking Fizbin.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Fizbin, guys. Can you talk about Fizbin? Since he's making it up as he goes along. No, because
0: Orange Jupiter St. Ives, Ari. What? PlayStation Xbox 36 Green Blanket. (laughs) Fan. Green Cup.
1: That's about how much sense the game made, yes. (laughs) Lamp, 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 lamp. (laughs) Okay, I thought you were actually trying to talk about something, but it's just nonsense. For having some kind of seizure, <laughs> it's like the DS9 episode with the aphasia. Do virus. you smell
2: toast?
0: <laughs> nice reference. So, <laughs> Kirk essentially is like a real man's game is Fizzbin, and here's the deal, guys: no
1: man's game is called Fizzbin. Well, <laughs> maybe it is an Ontario, on Terry on Antares.
2: The the thing that was so stupid was that this guy would just go along with it, well, like he's a but gambler.
0: but they're imitative, right? Yeah. So when someone suggests something, they go along with it and start to play along. Yeah, that's a part but of he's their culture.
1: So hilariously eager to learn, Fizbin. Well, that's because Kirk insulted his penis.
0: Yeah, that's all it
1: takes. <laughs>
3: in a week.
1: And then
0: everyone everyone's playing Fizbin, which Kirk makes up the rules as he goes along. and I have expected it to be like the guy who is playing against to have steam coming out of his ear because oh my god, they're actually all computers. No, but no, no, unfortunately not. So, his distraction goes on for what I feel like 85 years. Oh back. my
2: god, it took forever!
0: Because here's the deal his actual plan was to drop a card on the ground, the guy would turn down, and Kirk would Alan Rickman table flip <laughs> a distraction, and then everyone would just karate chop their way out of that situation. Except for Scott. Yeah,
2: Scott pinches because karate chop is for. Kirk's plan is to humans. kirk the situation. And yes, he does,
0: he kirks admirably. Even McCoy did a little bit of kirking, I noticed. Yes, he does. So then they have Tommy guns, which, again, is one of my favorite visuals of all time because it's nonsensical.
1: Yep. yep. Um, so they're going to do he things. Sends, he, Kirk sends the two of them off know, to somehow know, make, make their way back to the ship, which they do. Not important. And Kirk goes to kidnap the rival mob. No, to kidnap the mob boss who kidnapped them. I lost track after a certain point who was kidnapping them. Assume him. that everyone is kidnapping But everyone. while Kirk is on his way to kidnap the mob boss who kidnapped them, he is kidnapped by... A rival mob boss. He easily like immediately kidnapped. Yeah, he well, barely gets. Here's outside. the thing: he jumps over that
0: apple crate like mm-hmm. he's sure. never done it before, and thus is immediately identified as an outsider.
1: Also, yeah. the the gold pajamas are kind of a dead giveaway too.
0: <laughs> I thought they looked very comfortable and dignified. Yes, but a little out of place. Yeah. In so, anyway, of course, he gets kidnapped by the straw hat gang, mm-hmm. and they they come. They have a giant car that seemed to go on for a million years, driven by a guy with a pistachio-colored shirt, which I just need to point out, because I thought it was a really nice color. Yeah. Made me think of Great British Bake Off.
1: All the gentlemen
2: in this show were very well-dressed. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loved it.
0: Uh, So... Spock and McCoy go to play radio, and there's a little funny bit with them saying, oh, radio is easy to use, whatever. They sneak up on a lady who appears to be just, like, playing a record for herself,
1: having a nice time. I think
2: that was the Red Mall who was sitting on the desk. Was that who it was? No, no I don't no? think so. So I think she oh, okay. was, like,
1: running a broadcast or something. She was minding her thing. own yeah. business. She was just doing her job, and Spock, like, sneaks up behind her and nerve pinches her.
0: Yeah. So, going back to Kirk's kidnapping, and again, we're gonna have to keep these really straight. Feel free to be confused because I just don't care. Mm-mm. That the new mob boss has a plaque on his door that says he is
2: boss of the Southsiders. This is Krakow. Yes, yes,
1: Wait, yes. This is Yes. So now they're the white caps. Yes. Excellent. Boss of the
0: white caps has like, again, straw hats. A
2: lot of straw hats. Yes. Yeah. A, a lot of straw that hats. Was, that was, I think, one little detail is that all of the South Siders had straw hats and all of the, um, who's their rival? North team. Siders. North Siders had the... um, like cloth fedoras. Oh, yeah. God. Do we know a sport thing? Wait, can somebody no. text Pitta and that find is... another sports ball oh, team what that we are don't, the, don't like?
1: The Lumberjackers. The
2: Palisades.
1: Uh, the... the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> no, no, no. Soccer. Is that it? I don't oh, know. No. Timbers. Is that their name? I think so. That's a. That might be the name. art. That might be the Portland one, but that is definitely one of the teams. No, because
0: the Seattle has like a Sounders. Rugged,
1: Sounder. No. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: No. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It's isn't that the football team? What's the, team? What's the name of our team? Ours is the Whitecaps.
1: You're sure? Yes. Oh yeah. Wait. I've got a magnet of them on my car. <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> so sure. it's Southsiders versus the Timbers. dubs, I'm now tapped out on sports name references. Timberwolves. So. Timberwolves. Wait, wait. Wait. Who cares? Uh, I feel like we should check in with Pippa. No, no. It's not important enough to tax her. It's like the Southsiders and the
0: Timberwolves, which was the name of my grade six basketball team, so (laughs) that's what I'm sticking with. Go sports ball! Yay! So, other guy, crack cow... He's got a blonde on his desk Mm -hmm. to match with his decor. She has a. She is dressed in the same colors as Kirk. She's wearing yellow with the the gun belt. With a fringe that goes all the way down to her crotch and looks like she would rather be anywhere else, which I respect. Yeah. She's essentially a desk decoration for her. I could be washing
1: my hair right now, (sighs) listening to the wireless.
0: Yeah, but her and her gun match. That's and true. There's a bit where he's trying to cozy up to Kirk, right? He wants to yeah. essentially do the same deal. You give me a whole bunch of guns and some people, I'll go kill everyone else, and then I'll be boss, and I'll give you a piece of the action. But his way of convincing Kirk, and I will give it to you, Krakow knows how to read a room. Is that he's like, "Hey, Maul, go over and rub him up," and she strolls over again with no expression on her face and just starts like rubbing his body. It's a little unsettling.
2: It was gross, and Kirk was, like, freaked out about it. He
0: was. So she is just, like, sensually massaging him the entire time he's trying to pitch this deal. Let me convince you with a neck rub. And Kirk is like, uh, no. And then the guys immediately, like, wait,
1: wait." and she has to walk away from it. I just, I I actually actually really enjoy how alien the... Enterprise crew seems in this episode by comparison because they keep being like so you give me all your guns and uh, we'll cut you in on some stuff and Kirk's like how about instead like a piece of cord he's adorable he's like let's talk about it
2: (laughs) the response is just to like lock him in a room
0: which I love so much they talk a little bit about the book the book tells us how to handle things and Kirk loses his shit and is like your behavior is arrested and in one of the Witty one liners that Star Trek gets no love for. The guy says, I ain't never been arrested in my life!
2: I do a better accent than that guy. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. And it seems that he would never have been arrested in his life because there don't seem to be any police on this planet. No. no.
1: So why would they even have a concept of that if there were
2: no cops? That's the other thing that gets me is like there is no like legitimate government and these are the mobsters operating outside of it who need to be controlled. Like they are essentially the entire
1: government structure of the planet. they're like city-state kings, Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But the funny thing is they do have a concept of the feds, which is funny because 1920 Chicago and the FBI, but they're talking about the Federation. Someone thought that was super clever. It is clever. Yeah. Also, in a game of cops and robbers, who wants to play the cops? No one. Kim, probably. Yeah. That's funny. The Slytherin in the room. That—that's why this planet is not for you. <laughs> so yeah, Kirk's in jail. Oh yeah, we have another scene where someone's locked in a room and he like But not sexually. No. But he does no. sexually
0: take apart a
2: radio.
1: Well,
0: intelligently, it's a little. But no, he's like. Grasping it and pulling it and using
1: all of his muscles to like cream, yeah. trying to remember. Cream.
2: It's only you.
1: I, 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 I disagree. I like when they're being smart and he's being smart here. He is. And you can just totally see him like thinking back to when he was 10 and like built 200 year old radios as a hobby. But here's the thing I don't think if I opened up the back of a radio, I would have any fucking clue where I was looking I at. I
0: would enjoy smashing the transistors, I'll say that. Just for
2: fun. Don't forget, he has already spent time in the 1930s Mm. watching Spock disassemble and reassemble a bunch of machinery. So he does have some insight.
1: But here's the
0: thing. He doesn't use it as a radio. No. He takes it apart and does like a trip
1: wire. Oh, I wanted to get to that when we get to it. No, we're getting to that right now. Okay, well, I first started writing that he MacGyvered his way out and then I realized, no, it was more like a track from Home Alone. So he actually MacAllistered his way out. (laughs) Because he takes radio parts and somehow builds like a tripwire in the room he's being held in, so that when they come for him, it like hits him in the head. I didn't really understand how that worked, but I didn't care because I was laughing too hard. One
0: guy trips, so he kicks him in the head, and then he takes a blanket and blankets his way out of jail. <laughs> yeah, which
2: he literally wraps
1: the blanket around
2: the guy's he swaddles head. Swaddles him out of he he He's knocked time. unconscious
1: yeah. by the blanket. Yeah, but You're yeah. fine. But yeah,
2: but before we get to that though, um, Spock and Bones find no way to solve the problem with the computer that was supposed to solve the problem, so there was no point in introducing it as a plot element in the first place. Ox this is like Mix- the truth
1: telling machine. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oxmix calls again. We'll give you Kirk for guns. Spock, in a rare moment for me, Spock's
1: a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he's like, yeah, that sounds legit. We'll do that. It is not legit. No one (laughs) thought it was legit except for Spock. No one is legit in this episode.
0: At all. So, of course, they get down. They get captured again because, of course, they... (gasps) But what Spock is most upset about in this moment is that Oxtail uses a double negative in a
1: sentence. Yeah, he calls him out for grammar because that's what matters here right now. But Kirk does machine gun his way into this situation because he is packing in more ways than one. Um, before they beam down, Spock does tell um, Scotty to get the ship's phasers ready on stun. In which is apparently a thing that can happen. Okay, sure, guys. Fine. Who cares?
0: Kirk is like, well, the computer couldn't solve this problem, so I guess I'm just gonna have to sexily Kirk my way out of it. Which he does by becoming a gangster and making people strip for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which has always solved every single one of my problems in the past. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. He gets into a costume, sexy outfits for everyone except McCoy, who is not invited and on the most fun of my
1: notes up until the driving section here just say Corrine will love this. And she did. <laughs> yeah. She really, really did. Kirk does not know how to drive
2: stick. No. The best part of this episode was Kirk attempting to drive a
1: car.
0: Yeah. Also, this car is a V12 engine Cadillac, which is apparently the same vehicle and in honor of Al Scarface Capone, who
3: drove the same kind of vehicle. Wow. Also, he knows how to drive one stick. <laughs> Fact.
1: Yes. I love, They get in the car, and they both look around, and Kirk and Spock look at each other, oh, and Kirk's like, oh, uh, wheels. <laughs> Wow! Really, kids? <laughs> I don't know what the hell she was that talking was, about. Like, I'm like, yes, there's one stick in that car. That was like 40 seconds. <gasps> oh boy! Wow, you must be tired. Oh, My God, Trisha! Uh-huh. Yeah, they're both disgusted and entertained that it's not like a hover car or whatever <laughs> they have on Earth in the 23rd century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, Kirk hates two things: petitions and wheels.
0: <laughs> It's it's really really great. It's a nice comedic moment so where they're funny. both like, "Well, I'm sure if we like jiggle this around enough, it'll work." Which, frankly, is a good approach to anything. Trisha's face just went carefully blank. <laughs> yep. And they drive up to the, they they drive up to the mob person. I say drive like pretty loosely. He's like stop,
2: stop and start. start stop, they start. stall
0: their way to the other guy. Where <laughs> you, there you is,
2: get the cute little like arch. Arch. Yep. Yeah. Arch sound yeah. of
1: him, like, trying to drive this car. And they get, get out of the car, vehicle. and Spock turns to him and says, Sir, you are an excellent starship commander, but as a taxi driver, you leave much to be desired. It's a good line. It's In the background,
0: line. there is a kid stabbing garbage cans with a knife. For fun. For fun. This kid is straight out of Newsies, which yep. is
1: my new favorite version of straight out of Compton. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a point at during... Kirk's little masquerade as a masquerade. fed gangster, where his accent becomes New York instead of Chicago. It so gets New York to this. It's, this it's so weird... funny. It's like I have no idea what nineteen twenty Chicago sounds like, but I saw this movie once. It is this weird version of
0: like what I would think of like a Jewish caricature, and this we no like the. The I don't know, and then this like Italian thing, like I think it's supposed
1: to be Italian. There's
0: a lot of stuff going on in this performance. There's a lot of shoulder work. A lot of a shoulder lot. work. Hey! hey, hey! Forget
1: about it. Uh, he's doing a great
0: job, whatever he's doing
1: from whatever movie he saw it in. <laughs> yeah. All
0: the movies, I think. My favorite part is that there are two gangsters guarding this door, and there's a woman going past with a baby carriage. That one of the gangster guards goes down, pokes around his tommy gun in the carriage a little bit to make sure it's a baby, and then it's like, yeah, y'all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then an urchin runs up. Oh, Jesus. Urchin number one. Top urchin. Yep. What's the one in uh, Oliver Twist? Like, Fagin? Not Fagin. My favorite one that I, like, had a hard crush on as a kid. Oliver Twist? No. Oh, no. Artful Dodger. Artful Dodger, okay. yeah. The Artful Dodger comes up, and he is Bloodthirsty. Oh, yeah. He's like,
2: Oh, are you coming to murder someone? Can I get in on that? Yeah. Yeah. He knows. That kid knows a hit when he sees one. Well,
1: first, he just asks me. They show up with machine guns.
3: mean,
2: everybody has machine guns. You already pointed that out. That's true. That's
3: probably why he's asking.
2: Also, they leave the machine guns behind.
3: Yeah, unheard of. They're in no the car, monsters.
1: in the
2: convertible, they are, terrible and they're monsters. still there when they get back. Oh my god, this drove me insane. No, you insane.
1: know, actually, I think because they stole Namix's uh, Ox- car, and no one would dare touch anything. But he's he's left not in, in their car. hood. Yeah, still.
0: Anyways, so the kid's like, "Oh, do you want to murder someone? How can I help?" And they're like, "Okay,
2: uh, sure." But the kid gets the title line. He's like, he doesn't want to help. He wants a piece of the action. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Do people not realize that death is permanent? Apparently not. Not if you're
1: in 1920s. Ask concert. America's gun death statistics. Ooh.
0: So, my favorite part is that this kid, like, I don't even know what he's doing. He's like, fighting an invisible army of gangster with his switchblade, and he fights his way up to the front stoops, where these two gangster guards have their like, hips cocked.
1: They're like, laughing and smiling like, oh, isn't it's yeah. Like baby's first gang, gang hit. It is. Yeah. And
0: then he falls down like, oh, poor kid, poor kid. And, and he then,
1: starts yelling, Dad, Dad,
0: help me out, help me out, I'm hurt, I'm hurt.
1: <sighs> what he yells is,
2: Daddy, I hurt myself. I want my daddy. Yeah. Yeah. So Kirk the pimp hat. Okay. okay. I will just say that the kid, like, you know, being the distraction or whatever, it's, there's an episode of Next Generation where Picard is accidentally turned into a child. Yes. And your he, favorite yeah. episode of all time. Yes. And he employs the exact same tactics to get to talk to Riker. He literally walks up yeah. to someone and starts screaming, I want my father. I want my father. And, and stomping his feet. It is a universal way for children to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So, of course, they break in, they get to
1: Crackhead, and th- at this point, Kirk goes full sopranos. <laughs> yeah, so they're obviously waiting for him again. Yeah, of course, they are. And Kirk's sort of looking around, and here is where Kirk code switches into 1920 Chicago and enacts his incredibly ridiculous plan. Essentially, he says, the Federation is taking
0: over this planet. Yeah. Let's see, I should have used that accent on Murder Mystery Night. I'm taking over this planet and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I think it. that's also New York. Whatever.
2: Uh, Al Capone was from New York. Ha! Fact! <laughs> Alright. Well, if Crime you're fact. Okay. Well, at least he was on Murder Mystery Night. That's true. So, Kirk essentially just starts
0: swinging his dick around saying, this is my planet now and, uh, Congratulations.
1: You can get in on the ground floor. Yes. Yeah, and he's offering him, like, if you get in now, we'll just take a percentage and not, you know, murder you. Yes. And he's mostly doing this to sort of talk him into standing in a specific place in the room so that he can call. I actually thought this was quite clever. Because basically he calls Scotty up and he, like, gives him code, so I want you to beam this guy up to the ship when I give you the signal. Yeah. And he gets it, eventually, and then he Sorry. talks, and then he talks other mob boss into standing at the exact place that he wants him to stand, and then tells Scotty to beam him out of the room. It's good. The it only is. weird I thing about it.
0: this is that on this guy's mantelpiece there are two guns aimed at each other, and that is the only decoration. <laughs>
1: well, wow. they probably
0: used all the decorations in, in Miamex's office. The yeah, that was so. Uh, Krakow gets beamed up. There's a couple of guys in the transporter room. Scotty comes in. He says, oh, you must be the Scott guy. How would you know that? They don't wear name tags. And no. he
1: hasn't spoken yet, so you haven't heard him talk. No. I don't know. Plot. Reasons. Uh, doesn't matter. McCoy
0: is an amazing badass in this episode because he has all these guys sitting there pretty as he holds the Tommy gun at him. Kirk swaggers in, calls Oxtail a Penny Annie Operator, at which Mm -hmm. point he flips his shit because that is some shade. That is Mm -hmm. a lot of shade. That is apparently all the shade. Kirk goes around calling everyone sweetheart and baby. Yeah, just spiraling down into the (laughs) role. very strange. So what his plan is, is he's going to get all the other mob bosses in the room and they're going to chat it out. Kirk is going to give an inspirational speech from the top of the pool table saying either get your act together or get dead. Yeah. We're going to run this planet like a factory. Factories need a boss. Federation is going to take 40% of your what? What is the industry on this planet? What are they producing? Murder. I don't oh. think that's much of an earner. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's a fair point. Good population control, though. But what is the federation going to take forty percent of? We do see. Oh no, I, I take it back. We do see cash money on the table when they're gambling. That's true. But what is it producing that gives cash other than prostitution, murder? Yeah, but you must murder actually, someone. They, they and must. Take well, their we cash. have. They have a laundry
1: industry. They have plumbers because that's the things the two ladies complaining about. So they clearly have industries. I guess, but what's, like, the manufacturing? Is this agricultural-based? They clearly have some kind
0: of metalworking. Is New Jersey still existing on this planet? Did the Chicago
1: mob get into agriculture? No, they got into booze. And drugs. Hmm. And prostitutes. How do you apply... All the best things. How do you... Because, I mean, they had a pretty thriving industry for an extremely limited time that ultimately would have destroyed itself, but, like... If the Chicago mob had actually taken over for the government, would they have eventually expanded out into more sort of long term like legit business? Like agriculture and clothing production and, and electricity. Clothing production, yes, because
0: sweatshops are lucrative.
1: Utilities <laughs> are run by mobs now in some places. <laughs> I'm not joking. New Jersey sanitation. There you go.
0: <laughs> so in a way, did the mob win?
2: Mm, well, this, we never get to see it's only been a on this planet.
1: Kirk doesn't actually sort of. change anything, he just reorganizes reorganizes,
2: reorganizes it. <laughs> yeah. He
1: also stops them from murdering each other. So it's kind of like when in fiction a mobster goes legit. Yeah. They're still a mobster, but they're doing it for like non-crime purposes oh now. My, but they already have their power and their infrastructure. My favorite movie about a mobster who goes legit is Oscar
2: with Sylvester Stallone. It's amazing, everybody should watch it. Is it a comedy? Yes, it's a farce. It is the farciest farce. It's amazing. Are you the only person who's seen this movie? Probably. It's got Marissa Tomei and. Of it oh,
1: another guy who I really like, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> clearly, really like him. So, they beam all of the other mob bosses into Meowmix. No, it's Krakow's office? No, it's Meowmix's Oxtails, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oxtails. And of course, there is Pandemonium. And some of them are in their underwear. Some which of them are in like. their underwear, poor guys. Kirk explains the plan. No, the
2: two guys in their underwear—the guys that Spock and uh, Kirk stole oh the my. outfits from—that oh. makes much more sense. I, I thought guess it was clever. the middle of
1: the day. <laughs> um, yeah, but Kirk standing up on the table trying to give an inspirational speech, and a couple of guys are like, "Okay, but we've seen three guys. How do we know that there is a Federation? How do we even know you've got a ship up there?" Yeah, yeah, which is a fair question. It is. So there's some
0: kind of like problem in the streets with guns and shooting people and Kirk's like oh so shoot them all and they phaser them but only with stun stun from the ship that would have been handy every episode yeah it's another bullshit plot device it Mm -hmm. was bullshit but everyone's like oh Oh, damn as your force
1: that will do also
0: people start calling Kirk Coit which I really like
3: oh my god what do you know
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fine we'll listen to you Coit and uh,
2: well, he is the cleaner. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: that's true. And they start referring to the plan as a syndicate. Yes, like a crime syndicate. Which is exactly, yeah. Uh, which
0: which worked, and right. that's that's going to be that episode over, except for they're back
1: after they just. Well, they put Mix in charge.
2: Just yeah. arbitrarily, Kirk's like, Oxmix, you're in charge. Everyone else good? And everyone's just like, yeah, okay, I guess.
1: He was
0: the biggest. Boss there. Yeah, So it makes sense. And, and the then, Federation's going to come back every year to take a 40% cut. Of what? Of whatever. Your stupid paper money? What are they supposed to do with that?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. they say something about that they were going to reinvest
1: it in the economy? I guess they, they buy, I guess they could buy debt.
0: Okay, I don't want to get into the economics of this <gasps> yeah, like, it's garbage planet. The yeah. only thing is, like, now that they made this deal, ah, oh, let's... Why don't we bring out some of that drinking stuff? Yeah. As if someone forgot to mention the word alcohol into their society.
1: So, as they're having their little, like, celebration, I wrote, I can't wait to see how he phrases this in his report. And we're back on the bridge, and Spock asks exactly that question. (laughs) So, uh... What the hell? What the hell? How are you going to explain this to Starfleet? And Kirk's Kirk's like... "Ah!" The computer said we could do it.
0: It didn't say <laughs> specifically that that would not work. So... Uh, <laughs> Spock's like, uh, I guess. And McCoy's like, well, I guess as well. But... Oh, no. I don't think I would have... I might have...
1: Oh, no. I left my communicator there. <sighs> yeah. Which, since the Iotians are such gifted mimics, they're going to have another technological revolution because apparently the communicators have something in them that is the same in all of their technology? So, like, that was my next question, was, like, are they gonna now evolve into Starfleet? Like, what the fuck are they
2: expecting to happen?
0: Actually, that would be really good. That, that, should, have be be that really
2: should have been cool. their plan all along. Damn.
1: Oh, I Just drop a forgot. Starfleet training. Yeah. now. I just
2: forgot my communicator on IOSHA.
1: And then
0: you have an
2: entire planet of, like, Pre-trained, starfleet-ready academy, or you get a planet of people who are more Federation than the Federation <gasps> who wage a war of some kind. But well, the Federation if very Federation
1: they wouldn't yeah. wage wars. Mm.
0: Well, actually, I like that idea. Yeah, well head done. Well done, McCoy. You solved everything. <laughs> All right, so uh, performance of the episode, Kim.
2: Uh, I'm going to give it to Nimoy for playing so dumb. <laughs> Well, there's a change. Uh, Ari. I'm giving it to Shatner for pure enthusiasm.
3: Mm.
0: I would have given it to Shatner, but that, like, shoulder rolling he was doing made him look seriously unattractive. So I'm taking it away from him and giving it to Anthony Caruso, not just for having last name Caruso as one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, who played Oxtail. Mostly because he was in Cattle Queens of Montana, which is a movie with Ronald Reagan, (laughs) and I think that's a crazy fact. So I'm giving him performance of the episode. Trisha, you haven't seen this episode. Who are you going to give the performance to? Just from what you've heard, the outfits, the
1: outfits. Yeah, they
0: were working hard. Yeah, so
1: fair. Uh, Ari, your count. Uh, sixteen ladies, three people of color. Where were there sixteen ladies? Uh, a solid ten of them were only seen in the background and never spoke, but Who they were prostitutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there were, like, half a dozen ladies, like, right after they beamed down. Like, okay. Like, single Yeah,
0: so sure, 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 sure,
1: sure. Kim? Okay, so this was a hard one. <laughs> in an episode where
2: literally every character on screen has a gun. Yes. We didn't actually have any confirmed deaths. One.
1: One? Who yep. died? Uh, in the drive-by. McCoy actually checks on them and yeah, he's like, dead. Someone's dead back there. One, A man is dead back there, Okay, they're fine. off.
2: One guy died, like one rando passerby. Well, er. You would have
1: expected the count to be a lot higher. Yeah, that's well, why I, I even missed the one guy apparently.
0: There is the battle fight in the streets at the very end of the episode, but they're
1: stunned. <sighs> they're stunned. Before they can do anything. Like, for an episode with so shots.
2: many guns, there was not a lot of like actual death. deaths. Yeah.
1: Fair. Alright.
0: Trisha, going back to your question. uh, Which song from Chicago best encapsulates Kirk?
3: I would have to say... um, What's it called? Can you sing it for us? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All I Care About.
0: All he cares about is love. That's the lawyer song,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that there's another song... That needs... Except uh, is he singing it sincerely
1: or ironically? You, what? Is he singing it sincerely or ironically? Kirk does everything sincerely.
3: Yeah, mm. sincerely. Clean. Funny Honey for Spock. Just, I think, in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: See, I would go razzle-dazzle with Kirk because that is his approach Ooh. to captaining. <laughs> yeah. Give them the
3: old razzle-dazzle.
0: Yep. razzle dazzle them. Yep. <laughs> True. What is it? Give them a smile with lots of Flash it. And their reaction will be passionate. Does Ari have an answer to this question? <laughs> I'm going with Razzle Dazzle. See,
2: yeah. Um my answer to this question is the entire musical of newsies. I have
3: a follow-up question. Is who would you say should uh Mr. Cellophane? That song, who should go to? McCoy. Yeah. No
1: one listens to McCoy and actually he had a really elegant solution yeah. to this entire problem. So he just sort of did it anyway. I've decided that that was intentional.
3: Hmm.
1: Because the way he asked that question, asked that question, it's like, I don't know if it was important or anything, but, um, yeah, loving a communicator on the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So life lesson of
0: this episode, Kim, it's always better to be the boss. Fact. True fact. Ari, right. remembering the past is important. Mimicking it is unwise. Except in fashion decisions. Trisha, even though you haven't seen this
3: episode. (laughs) Um, There's nothing that a little glitter can't hurt.
1: No one wears glitter in this episode. I haven't seen it. We we can take that to heart. I think Trisha's imagining this like the episode, but with the Chicago (laughs) pinstacle. That's what it is. Which, you know
3: what, sounds amazing. Sparkles would be great.
0: I think mine was is that if you're going to be in negotiations start with a strong show of force to frighten your enemies into showing their entire hand and then take advantage of that.
3: Agreed. Okay.
1: (laughs) See you next week.